Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. This one turned into a two-parter. We we just couldn't help it. There's four of us and it's being released around Father's Day. And, and so, you know, that's, that's happening because of who is on this particular conversation, this episode. But I would want to also say, don't limit listening to this one around Father's Day because it's about so much more. It's about relationships. It's about open communication. It's about working through stuff together as a family. So this is this is uh, me, of course, with with our daughter Leah, and we have Sean Hilliker and his daughter Morgan. You remember? You may remember Sean Hilliker. He was on an, a previous episode as as a teacher, a phys ed teacher, and it was one of our it was one of our our most uh, watched, listened to, followed episodes. I, I called him like the most positive teacher on the planet because he's just a really, really positive guy that has uh, a lot to, uh, of inspiration to offer. And uh, not only does he talk about it really, really, really well, he's very articulate, but he lives it, man. He lives it. And you're going to catch that. I would say the word to describe this whole thing, this whole conversation against two-parter, get ready. Um, but I would say is authenticity. There was an authenticity from, I think, everyone around the table and definitely delving pretty deep into some some very real stuff. Went some places that I was not expecting, um, but that's okay. That's what the Holy Spirit sometimes does. That's where these conversations roll, and uh, I, I think you'll be blessed. I hope, certainly hope you are. Pray that you are by this conversation. Friends, get ready. Fast your seatbelts. Let's dive in. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. And as you can see, and we'll hear in just a moment, we have three special guests with us today. And uh, I am super pumped for this conversation. We have my daughter, Leah, and we have back on the podcast, Sean Hilliker, who I mentioned in the introduction, did an incredible job talking about his life as a teacher. Go check that one out. Share with teachers that you know. It will encourage and inspire them. And we have Sean's daughter, Morgan, who in some ways was responsible for us meeting in the first place, I believe. So <laughs> though we hadn't planned that, can we go back to that? Because that's just a cool story it as is we think cool about father-daughter relationships and the response that you two had, Leah and Morgan, when you guys met. And I just remember getting a text from Leah saying, anyway, yeah. you go, you go. No, yeah, yeah, we were that. just recounting yeah, yeah. it. Okay. That's exactly what happened. We were hanging out. And we were talking about just our family, I yeah. guess. It was one of the first times, like, we'd met before, but the first times we were really, like, actually... Like, connecting. Talking okay. and, like, learning about each other. Yeah. 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 And so we just were talking, and I was like, yeah, my dad likes basketball. And she's like, my dad likes yeah. basketball. And I was like... And just all these similarities. And so I remember I texted my dad. I was like, I found your new best friend. Yeah. Oh, because then you were like, and he really wants to start a podcast. I'm yes. like, my dad has a podcast. And then you were saying what, like the podcast dream that you had. And I'm like, it's so similar. Like we it have to wild. have them on the podcast together. So we texted you guys that night. Like yeah. I have to set them up. history was made. Yeah. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. And here we are today. And <laughs> here, here we are. are today. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, I know I, I obviously heard about that. Leah texted me, I think, that night. And I don't know about you, Sean, but my reaction to it was just like, I was just really grateful that she thinks about me. Like, like, you know, because like, she's out with her friends. Like, who am I? I'm yeah. like, but, you know, for <laughs> sure. I, I, not, for sure. Anyway, I, I was just, it was cool just to get that. Like, that's that's cool that that uh, I'm on her mind enough that that came up and that kind of love and respect that that that's how what I felt and heard when yeah. I got that's similar that for text. sure. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would feel the same. Yeah, yeah, cool, <laughs> cool. cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk father daughter daughter father and uh, 
it's Whoa, uh, it's cool relationship that we've been blessed with around around this table. I guess also want to say uh, if people are listening and and watching today um, that sometimes people don't have these kinds of relationships with with their family and just want to acknowledge that on, uh, out of the out of the gates here that mm-hmm. uh, if you're in a relationship where it's it's been broken and there's deep pain, um, w- yeah, we we feel for you. We we pray for you. We're, we're sorry. Um, that that's the way, and I hope that there's a, a new day ahead, another day ahead. But I know we're blessed around this table. Um, Sean, w- w- how would you describe your relationship with Morgan, who talks about you at a dinner party with her <laughs> new friend? Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Morgan, uh, just like uh, my son as well, makes uh, my wife and I very proud. I guess I would say if I was going to describe my relationship with Morgan, I would say we are very close and... I'm probably safe to say that traditionally fathers and sons are usually close, I would say, but maybe not necessarily fathers and daughters aren't always as close. I know there's always exceptions and whatnot, but with Morgan and I, we don't share all the same interests, but I think what allows us to be close is I think we each share um, a sincere like desire to have an interest in what is important to the other person. Mm-hmm. Like Morgan may be involved in things that I'm not involved with, but I'm really interested in what she's up to. And I think Morgan does the same for me. Um, she may not be as interested in herself in some of the things that bring me passion and joy, but she takes a big interest in it. She asks about it. She wants to be a part of it. And I think that allows us to be close, even though we may have some differences. Mm-hmm. And so it's a real special relationship I'm really grateful mm-hmm. for. And uh, it's kind of cool to be on this podcast again mm-hmm. in person. I'm telling you, if anyone has a chance to come to uh, to Brampton and check out the congregation, it's a vibrant place, mm-hmm. a very welcoming, mm-hmm. encouraging place with an amazing studio. And this is a thrill. So we're mm-hmm. happy to be here. Cool. Oh, thanks, yeah. Sean. So good to have you here. And, yeah. uh, and Morgan, how, how does that align with what you experience and what you think about your relationship with your dad? Yeah, I think that's very accurate. I think to go a little more into depth, mm. for example, like my dad's very physical and active and enjoys sports and, you know, athleticism. And I enjoy it to an extent, but it's not my passion or something that I do often. So, for example, like he's in a basketball league, a men's basketball league, and I went last weekend with brought a sign and was excited to, mm. you know, support and, you know, I check in. I he said he had a game checking in. How was it? Did you win? What's going on? Because I think it's easy. You can even if you're not into something, it's easy to just ask kind of the general, oh, how was your day, or oh, what's going on. Mm. But I think to get close, since we do not have as many similarities like on the surface, I think to go in depth and ask more questions and try to be an active member of their interests, even if I'm not actually participating in it. Mm. Understanding why they like it, not just what it is that they like. Yeah, it's just important because I feel like then you could have more than the surface level understanding of it. Like if he didn't ask me questions about my interest in theater and, you know, if he was just kind of like, oh, how was the audition? Or you know, that would be nice, but for him to be, oh, what's it for? Oh, do you have a video of you practicing? Oh, can you FaceTime me and tell me more about it? That allows for the connection to grow deeper and for then the foundation of our relationship to be stronger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd agree. Mm -hmm. Well, and I I love um, what you say, Morgan, what I'm hearing is 
it takes work actually because oh, totally. that's work to that's work to ask questions it is for me it's work to think about questions <laughs> uh, as opposed to just talk which yeah. i tend to do it takes um, work to try and understand when it's not something that you typically would be passionate about or know right. about right yeah. like you do have to take quite an interest to like process like how does that work like i mean i know even when you and i dad talk about like like music stuff i mean it's kind of similar like I, <laughs> you're definitely super active totally into sports I've been more into music. Same thing. Like, I mean, I love being active. I've played some sports, but I haven't like pursued that. And so, like, you know, <laughs> dad will come up with like different analogies. <laughs> the same thing, yeah. sure. <laughs> like talking about like, you know, That's hilarious. yeah, I was playing the sports game and had, you know, it's it's kind of like in music when when this happens. And you do that and he's <laughs> like trying awesome. to describe. And I'm like, I'm like, Dad, I do understand sports. Like, I you can use your sports reference, yeah, yeah. and I will still be just as excited because right. I will get it. <laughs> but it does take work sometimes when you don't fully understand yeah. a world. I right? remember yeah. exactly <laughs> where we were. We were out on a run, and yeah. we were going by the Heart Lake soccer field, and it was the beginning of the run. And for whatever reason, I was doing this again, yeah. and Leah was like, Dad, like you I don't need have to, to stop use, you. You don't have a music example every time you tell me something about sports. I actually right. get. I actually I do get, get it. Get yeah, it. <laughs> Which was which was so cool. Which yeah. which is a quality that I love about about Yulia. But we'll we'll get to those qualities we love. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to don't want to miss this. Okay, so so what would be um, something that you've experienced, uh, Morgan and Sean, um, where you've had to intentionally take that extra effort to really enter into each other's life to get kind of concrete with with that. I mean, you mentioned a, a little bit there on playing basketball and may or may not be your thing, but I because I love my dad. I want to, I want to hear a bit more. I want to try to understand what, what's going on, but yeah. just any other examples where you've really had to, again, work at it, which is okay mm-hmm. um, to show that kind of love for, for each other. Totally. I think even in terms of when one of us is going through something or if, if I'm going through a struggle, even just our communication sometimes can, you know, we, we come from different generations where it's like, you're an older man. I'm a younger woman. Like we've gone through different things mm. in life. So that can affect how you would handle certain situations. So if ever sometimes I'm upset or going through something, sometimes maybe your reaction, and I feel like you'd agree with this, would be more to try to provide support and like solutions and being like, oh, well, why don't you try this or do this or this? But sometimes I find that I am more just wanting someone to listen mm. and just kind of take that in, but because he cares so much and he's my dad, he wants to help. And like, that's an amazing quality that I appreciate. But I feel like sometimes it's interesting to find a way to communicate where you both feel like you're getting what you need from the interaction. Mm. And so just by vocalizing it, like, okay, I need you to just support me here. Like, I don't, I don't need solutions. I don't need you to keep asking. Like, I just want you to be there for me. And then he totally is. It's more, you know, he's going into it with a good intention or I'm going into it with a good intention. But the result can maybe mm. just add to the stress that I'm already feeling if it's like, okay, I know I need to do this. I know I need mm. to do this. But just listen and help. That will be enough yeah. kind of thing. Mm. And I feel like when we communicate that, it's totally fine and it's very effective. Mm. But And it's nice you feel comfortable mm. enough to like say those yeah, kinds of things, right? Because that doesn't – I feel like that's when certain relationships, whether it is like family or just friends, things can sort of butt heads when you like – you don't feel like you can say those kinds of things to yeah. those people. And then eventually it just builds up and you can never get close because there's all these little walls that have been built up. But, exactly. you know, when you break them down from the start, then you can just always be yeah. open. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we have different life experiences. So, yeah. of course, maybe 
your perspective, and you could chime in, like I think your perspective might be helpful in your mind and that would be helpful to you. But since I'm going through different things, or I, I have a lot of anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder that I've struggled with for so many years where it can change and impact my thought patterns and what helps me or what I'm going through, mm-hmm. that maybe that's not your first nature to experience. But since you've experienced that with me through time and growing and learning more, it just feels like, yeah, just as long as you can kind of mm-hmm. communicate that, then it's helpful. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love the open communication. Um, I think you're naming something, Morgan, that that really interests what you, you, what, what, how you feel or what you think about this, Sean. But I find is really hard as a parent to not fix your kids' lives. Because um, as you said, I love how you said it more, you love them so much that you just, you just, you just you want, want to, help. yeah, yeah. And, and you guys are at an age now where um, you need to live your life and mm-hmm. you need to find your way. Um, I remember back um, when, when Leah was very young, uh, we, we lived uh, in a townhouse complex here in Brampton. And uh, I was, uh, it was just me and Leah, Katrina was out somewhere. And so I had taken Leah to this little park down the road and I, I left her like at five, six years old, maybe something like that. Maybe, maybe no, it must have been three or four years old. And I left her with some, um, there were a bunch of teenagers in the complex who would babysit her and that yeah. and they said, oh, let us look after her and that kind of thing. And, and I thought, okay, well, I'll go for half an hour and come back. And it, it was good for you. It was good for them. Good for Leah, good for them. But I remember, I, I don't know, I, I walked away and I don't know what happened. I think, oh, Katrina's going to kill me. Like, I <laughs> so, so I walked back and, and I remember that Leah was trying to do the hula hoop and, and she couldn't get it. And, and she was crying. And uh, so it just, <laughs> and I just remember in that moment, I don't know why, but God gave me this reflection in that moment of this is going to happen over and over and over again throughout her life. Not the hula hoop, but there's going to be things that are going to happen that you can't solve for her. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away. I think I was probably crying because it was so hard. But again, that whole thing, like it's hard as a parent to not um, resolve things for your kids Maybe even more so for your daughter. I, no, no, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's, that's not true. It's different. Anyway, let me just retract that. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm hearing that in this conversation, Sean, as far as absolutely, I know you understand that, Oregon and Leah, but as parents, it can be really hard not to try to solve your kids' problems. And that's a learning, I know, for me, probably still, but over the years. Yeah, how about you, Sean? It is a weakness that I've recognized within myself and it comes from a good place like you mentioned you want to protect your kids from heartache from setback from failure but that's not life Mm -hmm. and I am getting better but I will fully admit that I was definitely someone who would tend to try and make that phone call on their behalf would try and remind them multiple times about things they should be doing I would try and do some research uh, in a certain scenario that they need to get information for. So I did all those things. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, it's based on loving them so much, mm-hmm. but really it's actually having the opposite effect. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot, I'm a quote guy. I think yeah. you're familiar with that. I guess I was just listening to this, trying oh. to be a great listener. And I got a lot that is coming to my mind. And one saying that has stuck with me is that, Good judgment comes from experience. Mm. Experience comes from bad judgment. Mm. So the only way they're going to get better is by making those mistakes. And by shielding them from setbacks and failures, per se, 
uh, you're not letting them develop those tools they're going to need for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's another one that says, don't let your failures define you, let them refine you. Mm. And, uh, you know, to make a biblical reference, it's kind of like the story of giving someone a fish mm. and feeding them for lunch mm. or teaching them how to fish mm. and, and allowing them to feed themselves for a lifetime kind of mm -hmm. thing. But, uh, but yeah, so as far as, as far as the protecting of your kids, that's, that's a podcast episode on its own, <laughs> maybe number 116. <laughs> exactly. But I did want to comment on some of the things Morgan mentioned. Um, you, you made some great points, Morgan, about how sometimes we're different and we come from different generations. And, and I think this is a, this is something that hopefully some of your listeners and, and I think we could all benefit from reflecting on this for a minute, because I know techno as a teacher myself, uh, mm -hmm. one of the first things that comes up when you talk about young people these days is how they're addicted to their phones. And Morgan actually made a good point the other day. And I wasn't aware of it. And it was the idea that when you're talking, let's say Morgan and I are talking about something that I feel is important and we're trying to get through an issue or we're sharing information. If they're staring at their phone, like my, my gut reaction is that's disrespectful. How could you not want to pay attention and be fully present, you know? But, you know, she had mentioned that, you know, in some cases, sometimes when you're stressed and overwhelmed, people have developed a the use of the phone as sort of a coping mm -hmm. mechanism to maybe distract their mind for a minute. It kind of helps calm them. And I never thought of it that way. Mm. So um, I think it is pretty easy to judge in all scenarios. Mm -hmm. we, you know, you try to avoid making assumptions mm -hmm. um, about that. So, so I think it's true. Like I am someone who tends to want to give advice and, and be a problem solver. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what you said about if you can, preface, preface a, a conversation with like, look, dad, I, I got a couple things in my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you, but really, I just want to be able to mm. talk it out. And I don't, I'm not asking for an answer. I don't need a solution. I just need you to hear me out on this. And you know, that's helpful for me. Maybe mm -hmm. I shouldn't have, mm. I shouldn't have to be told that. Well, no, what I do, what I do want to say too, though, mm. it's not a bad thing. Mm. I don't think to like want to help. Like, no, I think that's because no. sometimes you do want to. Oh an my answer. gosh, totally. Like, there's so many things. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, Dad, can you help me? Just with this? tell like, me what to do. <laughs> and I appreciate that so much. And mm. I think that's so important. It's just knowing what time is for what. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Bring that kind of clarity. Yeah, to the, yeah. To the I don't conversation. think it's a bad thing. All right. Yeah. Well, it's like Leah well, said about how you were impressed that you know Morgan feels comfortable sharing these issues that might come up. It's all mm -hmm. about communication, right? Mm -hmm. Like I believe communication, if you have strong communication, you can almost get through anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and when she said the listening thing, um, that's a, such a, such a big deal is being a good listener. And I think part of, uh, trying to be the best person you can be is knowing areas you need to grow in. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have my, my habit tends to be someone who listens to respond more so than listens to understand. Mm -hmm. And so I find this in, in different scenarios, I catch myself doing it. And some people have reminded me too, that they can tell that I'm listening, but the wheels are turning and spinning. <laughs> okay, what am I going to say back? And you're already formulating what you want to say. And you can't wait for that one little break where you can start giving your two cents when really there's a lot more to be heard. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so that's something I, I'm trying to work on. And as far as helping our relationship, 
would be, you know, realizing we have different views and perspectives on life and, and being a better listener is huge. Mm. And actually another line I actually looked up because I knew I remember hearing something about listening and, and I thought it was really poignant was, was this listening. No, no, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. Hearing is listening to what is said. Listening is hearing what isn't said. Mm. Mm-hmm. reading between the lines yes yeah. and yeah. so like when she's really upset and stuff it's like maybe there's another reason why she's on her phone maybe there's a reason she hasn't uh mm. followed up on that thing i told her she should have done like without jumping to conclusions mm. right and so uh so yeah being a good listener is is an amazing skill when you when you come across a great listener you know it because mm-hmm. you can feel it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and mm-hmm. it builds relationships yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's so far as you were say, like saying that, I was like, my smirk was getting bigger just because I'm thinking about how like you must resonate with that so much. Just the idea of like people sharing something with you and like the wheels start turning. Like I feel like that's something we've talked about, like at least in our family with <laughs> with you before as well, where you're just like you can tell you're just like waiting to to share something and try to help. And you've worked on that a lot too. Like still am. Um, yeah, I mean, aren't we all just constant? Yeah. yeah constant but trying to improve, skill, but yeah. Look, at the, look how smooth you are in these podcasts mm. because you're probably okay, how can I bridge this to the next part of the conversation? How do I make connections? So it is a, a valuable skill. Yeah. Yeah. Within a certain context. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. no, for sure. Yeah. And and actually this pod doing the podcast has that's one of the things I've loved about it because you're being present with somebody and really listening to where the conversation is going or needs to go. So it's been a great gift for me to be able to work on listening through this. And I actually really enjoy it. Like I really enjoy it. Um, Lee and I had a really interesting conversation. We were just away in, in, in England for, for a week. We went to a conference. We had a few days hiking yeah, that's um, just awesome. before that. Yeah. And, and lots that we learned about each other, uh, most <laughs> that we probably already knew. Oh, but yeah. do you remember the conversation we had about, about this, about listening? Because I think that's a piece where you and I have a bit of the same wiring and, and we can get passionate mm-hmm. and, and talk um, and not leave room for to, other people to talk. Do you remember this one? Talk. Do you remember? Do you yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we were just talking about, you know, different people close in our life who like sometimes need to leave a few seconds before they're ready to start mm-hmm. sharing everything. And like between dad and I and and other people we we work with and, and hang out with, it's like, we're just going to interject, right. not in a rude way, but it's because we all have got ideas and like, it's like, yeah, 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 you go, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Enter like, and we're just sort of talking over each other because we're all just excited and don't feel worried about jumping in. Whereas there's other people where you sort of have to actually stop yourself, leave some space, which we were saying can sometimes feel like ages. (laughs) And then, and then all of this stuff just comes out. That's like in their head, but they're not going to jump in unless you give them, give them the space to do it. And so that's something I've been really trying to get better. (laughs) So I think like the summary, the learning, the revelation for us in that conversation, but I think of what we've been experiencing too over the last year or whatever it might be um, as we work on listening is when we don't talk, others will. That's true. Yeah. Like I know it sounds so dumb, yeah. right? But, but sometimes like, you feel like you need to fill the space. Yeah. If someone's like shyer or doesn't yeah. like more right. introverted, and it's like, oh, like you know, yeah. you don't want it to be awkward. But sometimes you just need like a few moments of what might feel awkward to you. Yeah. But then it allows it to be a a more. You have to be like cognizant of other people's needs and like yeah. what works for them. Yeah. Yeah, and just like seeing what could happen when you aren't trying to make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's yeah. The, the power 
of the pause. Uh-huh. Yeah. Truly. I was waiting for a moment to use that one. <laughs> Good choice. I use it in Wheels teaching. Wheels return. Yeah. I yeah. use it in teaching. Yeah. 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 Because a lot of times you make a statement and just by allowing it to sit there without anybody saying anything, it gives you a moment to reflect, especially mm-hmm. in today's society where it's like, you know, we're not very good at delayed gratification and oh, we got to be so entertained and we got to yeah. be stimulated yeah. by s- yeah. stuff, stuff coming at, coming at us mm-hmm. so quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think some time to reflect on what someone just said. And even I, f- I find when I teach the careers classes and we talk about job interviews and that, that it's, you know, it's okay to not feel like you need to start your answer right away. Mm-hmm. When someone asks you a question, take a minute and think about it for a second. It actually shows some confidence mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're nervous, you feel like you have to say something. And it's like you said, you mm-hmm. feel like you have to occupy that quiet time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes by letting that quiet space exist, someone else might be able to step up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I find myself having to uh, be reminded that the power of the pause mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we all want to pause. <laughs> But it's interesting, eh? Uh, there's cool. So, but I'll jump in. I'll be the one to break the pause and be the worst oh, listener. So no, no, it's all good. But you know what's interesting? Um, I I don't know how you guys feel this. I feel like this is sort of reflecting what we were talking about earlier. That that to to let your kids, you guys, our daughters, become who they need to become. Make decisions for yourself. Not solve all of your problems for yourself. Not fix the hula loop. We got to pause. And let go mm-hmm. and leave some space and trust and wait, you know? And, and yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah. Lee, what are you on this one? What, what's, what's your experience of um, allow, uh, like, yeah, maybe where I've jumped in and given you answers, you know, that just not mm. leaving space for you to, uh, to be, or, or, or maybe another way to think about it is um, when, when there isn't space for that, for you just to talk, as opposed to here's some things that you should do, um, what's what's it feel like? Like what's what's that what's that like compared to when you feel like maybe there's been space allowed for you to figure it out, yeah, experience I it? I don't know if I have specific okay. examples because, like I was saying, like you and I are so similar in that way, where we both are just like jumping in like mm. you know i have no problem just like jumping in and saying something over top of you and vice versa like in a like a, mm-hmm. in a good way it's not like yeah and you're like <laughs> no listen to me um so i don't i don't know like i feel like typically when i do come to you it's rarely to just vent i feel like mm. i usually come to you when i do want some answers or like mm. want some feedback mm-hmm. and it's like it is still like very clear at the beginning i'm like what do you think about this? Like, I'm going to share something with you. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? Like, just give me your thoughts. Not necessarily exactly what I should do, but just like interpret this scenario Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just what would you do kind of thing. And then I can take that and Mm -hmm. and do it for myself. So I've I've found that to be the most helpful of not Mm -hmm. like, tell me what to do. Like every so often, it's like a small thing. Like, what Mm -hmm. do you think I should do here? But, But I love asking, what would you do? Like if this was you in this situation or going through this, and then I can take that and and mm-hmm. really say, like let it sink in and filter through like who I am and mm-hmm. what what makes sense. So I don't have a specific. I, I don't know if I've ever mm-hmm. felt that like 
oh, you didn't listen to me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there are and they're just not there. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. but I feel like that's been a really great way for us to communicate and me to come to you is just like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. take that and run. Mm-hmm. So That's a big sign of respect because you want to know what he would do. You obviously value, mm-hmm. you know, the decisions he makes. I do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's ride that way for, for a little bit as far as um, what do we appreciate about each other? Because I, I think that's part of what makes the relationship good. There's a lot that we appreciate each other. And as we were talking earlier, it doesn't mean that we appreciate everything about each other. And we'll get to that too, because there's things that we rub each other. We're human. But, uh, and I think what's interesting in, in this circle for the four of us to have this conversation is we often think about uh, parents being proud of their kids and mm-hmm. appreciating their kids. Uh, but I think we're learning as you guys become adults that it works the other way around too. Yeah. So we can talk in multiple dimensions yeah. and yeah. directions. Oh yeah. Uh, what we what we're proud of, what we appreciate about about each other. That's and true. I think one of the coolest things is actually like, and I feel like Morgan, we're only just in this phase, and maybe you're starting to see it too. But like when you get to the point where you start to see like your parents evolve as well, because like I mean, as mm. like human beings, we're constantly evolving. Yeah. It's not like you get to adulthood and you're just like done yeah (laughs) but as kids like that's sort of how you view especially your parents you know like the all-knowing like you look up to them for everything and then now we're at this point where it's like I still see you and mom like changing and growing and it's so cool and I think that's something I'm probably most proud of and when I see Mm. you and how you live your life is Mm. how open you are to change and grow and always trying to better yourself you're never done Mm. done growing and that inspires me like and Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's just at the core of who you are and such a great thing to surround your life around really is yeah i mean you were mentioning it earlier sean just that constant growth and what makes you a good person or the pursuit of being a good person is being open to growing and changing and not staying stuck in your ways because there's always room to get better at at something Mm -hmm. no i totally Mm -hmm. agree with that because i was just thinking the other day i feel like now that, you know, moved out of the house and, you know, you're not surrounded by your parents 24 mm-hmm. seven, you can kind of reflect and think like, not that I, this sounds weird. I didn't think you were not a human, but <laughs> I pictured you as like my parent for so long as a kid. Like, that's my dad. That's my dad. But you're your own person. Like you're Sean. Mm-hmm. Like you have your own goals and your own things that motivate you and that you're striving for that when I was a kid, maybe I would have been a bit more tunnel vision and thinking, okay, well, I want this and, you know, this is my goal and my dad's so supportive and going to support me, which I've always appreciated about you. Um, You never, you know, made me feel bad about what I want to pursue or ever question really my my decisions. You were always there for me, which I am so thankful for. But now as an adult, you're kind of like, wow, like I'm going to be a parent one day and I don't have all the answers. And I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, you didn't either, but I kind of felt like that as a kid. You're like, well, they do, like you said, all knowing and yeah, and just kind of being a bit removed now, living separate. And if I do have something to go to you for, it's a text, and I'm realizing how often I'm, you know, going to you. It's just a testament to how present and wonderful you were all growing up. And now I can kind of be a bit like that for you now, hopefully, and support your dreams and your goals mm-hmm. and things that you're achieving. Like one of the main things I'm proud of is. You know, a teacher, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Mm-hmm. And we're out like in public, anywhere, grocery store, I don't know. And there's always people coming up and saying, Oh, Mr. Hilliker, I love you, like, miss you. Like people from years ago. That's so awesome. Cool. And some people 
I'm sure you have so many students and maybe you don't remember each and every student vividly and every single bit about them. But the fact you've touched so many people's lives is just a testament to not only who you are as a teacher, but just a person. And I felt motivated through your optimism and strength. Like, I know we talked about, you know, parents, it's hard to want to fix everything, but that is also something that I've appreciated. And Mm. so now like seeing how much you've done for others and that optimism, even if I can be a little, oh, I don't want help in this moment. I just want to vent. It is helpful in retrospect, thinking Mm. back on it and being like, okay, maybe I can be more positive. Maybe Mm. I should implement more positive thinking. Maybe I should do these things that you preach and try to instill in us. And so I just appreciate all that, just the optimism, the positivity Mm. and how it's impacted others, not mm. just me as your daughter. Mm. You know? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. To be proud amazing. of your dad when you're out in public and people, students come up and yeah. want to say yeah. hello. And I just, I say this to my wife Katrina all the time, who, who also is a teacher, math teacher. Shauna, I, I hope you know and hear that not every student does that with every teacher, because mm-hmm. the other side is often, you know, if you see a teacher you didn't like yeah. or wasn't a good teacher, exactly, <laughs> you go down away. the other yeah. aisle, <laughs> yeah. you avoid them. So I just want to kind of like say that, like that's awesome. It's huge. I, was huge. I went to a high school where he taught, and you know, Ooh, you'd be nervous in the halls if the yeah. students like, "Oh, your dad's yeah. Mr. Hilliker," but it was always, okay. "Oh, your dad's Mr. Hilliker," mm-hmm. and I felt so proud. I never felt embarrassed or, "Oh, I go to school with my dad." I felt mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that's my dad." Like. That's He's cool. awesome. That's so. cool. Can we have a little sidebar on, on going to school where your dad is? Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's just too cool not to touch here a little bit. So yeah. just, just uh, what, what were the highlights of that? What were the goods, uh, good things? And what, what were maybe the challenges <laughs> with, with that? The good things? I had a ride all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. I, he, he, my dad ran the assemblies. He's a very talkative and, you know, exciting figure. So it was always fun to see him. That's where he shines, like, mm. with others and, like, just getting to watch that from the stands was always cool. And I remember one time, like, I left my lunch in his in his room and at the middle of the assembly, he's like, and I have a lunch I'm giving out to one lucky student, Morgan Hilliker. Like, just a joke because it's – he just would, like, <laughs> announce it in front of everyone. It'd be, like – it'd be funny. I enjoyed it. Honestly, I don't have many negatives. Like, mm-hmm. I mean – when you're with friends and there's boys and relationships yeah. and stuff, like it's like a little awkward seeing your yeah. dad in the halls with like your boyfriend. Like, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I never really felt anything negative mm-hmm. from that experience. I'm sure mm-hmm. other people maybe have had experiences, but since he was so well-received by the students, it was a lot easier than having to mm-hmm. people be like, oh, yeah. your dad. Yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't yeah. the hated teacher. No, he was everyone, the beloved. It was yeah. pretty That's like, cool. pretty yeah. well-liked overall. So no I surprise. didn't really have yeah. many issues. That's, I don't know if it was weird cool. for you to yeah, have me like there, but. He's like, well, I had a different experience. No, no. For me, it was very positive. I mean, I, when it when it first was going to happen, I was wondering, okay, what should I do here to make sure she has her own space? I don't want to make this about me. I want her to have her own identity. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I was pretty confident that it was going to go well because I know we had a great relationship. And, you know, I have a... I have a good rapport with the student body. I think it would be a lot trickier if your parent was like the vice principal who has, has a very tough job and has got to enforce the rules and isn't always, you know, the most popular. (laughs) So, so Mm -hmm. we were in a good situation there and she she was never in any of my classes as far as me marking her work. Um, Yeah. We made sure of that. I think that was like mm -hmm. intentional, right? Like Um, not really. I don't, I never requested that. It's just your courses never seemed to jive with what I was teaching. Right. 
Uh, I was I had a lot of electional uh, elective mm. optional courses, but to me it was it was amazing because. I felt that she still had her own space. There mm-hmm. would be plenty of times where I wouldn't see her much at all during the day, but I was able to be privy to some pretty special moments, like different events she was involved in at school. I'd obviously have a front row seat to all these things she was involved with. And I got to see subtle moments that I think most parents don't get a chance to see of your kid do some really cool things. And I also got some really uh, emotional, proud feedback from my peers who have had her in class. Mm. Tell me stories of things she would do and how she would treat other people. And, you know, obviously she was a, a very accomplished student, but more so than that, it was just the, pe- the, the comments that really hit home that really make you feel most proud is not so much what they accomplish on their own. It's, uh, you know, how they make a difference in other people, that how they mm. choose to you know, seek out how they can brighten someone else's day. And a lot of kids at that age don't think like that. It's a, it's, it tends to be um, more about yourself, but, but Morgan's always been someone with uh, an extra helping of empathy. Mm. And so I saw a lot of examples of that and that made me really proud. So I was really grateful for the opportunity to have some closeness during those uh, pretty uh, influential and and formational years of mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey everyone, man, uh, I told you it was a two-parter, so I'm not gonna say too much here because I hope you can join us for the second part of this conversation. I will just say this, we, we, get, to the, <laughs> we get to the harder stuff coming up in this, in this next one. This has been good, um, it's been great. Love, love the openness, love talking about how we're proud of each other and, and all that kind of stuff, but we get into some pretty real, what do you do when the rubber hits the road, when maybe things don't go so well and you need to work through some stuff part two coming up. Hope you can join us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Good news with Jamie Holton. God bless you, friends.